0: Welcome, welcome to my lovely H P community. My lovely voice keeps on doing tricky business, but that's because we are still in a lovely time of transition, and so is the throat chakra, as well as just my throat. <laughs> Anybody who is new, the 5D is only for those who unconditionally love themselves with flaws and imperfections and others. You're not pure consciousness, oneness consciousness, if you don't unconditionally love. And so Purusha is very straightforward, and with an integrated mind, or the effort to move into it when your charge states come up, so when your adaptive child behaviors, instead of using them in your relationships, you actually are aware, one way, shape, or form, that you get to choose to move beyond likes, dislikes, this means I'm not going to be the two-year-old version of myself or the teenage version And I won't use addictive behaviors of any type by ignoring the maladaptive slash safety behavior responses that are due to unresolved trauma, which equates my actual charge state as a human being, which is the brainstem of mine is making me know that my body's upset and I'm behaving in a specific manner. Or I've had an emotional trigger because I was triggered and I'm not going to shame myself because 5D, we don't do shame. It's a love cycle again. Pure consciousness doesn't shame itself or others. That's what people that are grown-ups, functional adults, and integrated minds know. And so we know only the word forgiveness, and we don't really use that. What it is is we're smart enough, stable, mature, adaptive, rational, and teachable to know about our basic embodied brain. So we learn true, good psychoeducation, not the ones who say compassion is stupid and emotions are stupid. No, the ones who tell you, like Bessel van der Koek, that until your sensations are not something you can handle within your body, they're going to actually be leading the way. And then smart people like Lisa who say, by the way, your brain creates the prediction. So your brain has that score and your body is that scorecard and every story you've been telling yourself since you were a child, well, there you go, or a teenager for that matter, which is where usually people stop. Because you're 14, 15, 16 is the fight charge state and apparently I remember being a teenager and thinking I knew everything and I then did realize that no I don't really know everything but I want to lead my life and I will and that's very straightforward in fact the love cycle people we are very very much in a perfect life so every day 24 hours perfection now this is where Zen masters are at by the way which is why love is not actually love if a person is not their own Zen master because they don't know how to just vibe in their enlightenment vibration which is beyond all that is duality land so every single one of those interactions where people insult each other love cycle people don't we actually learn how to use our words and try really hard to respect the adaptive children without knowing it we learn how to handle transference We learn how to handle the shame, blame, fault, and people who do revenge, spite, like all these mechanisms that I've known my entire life personally. Raise your hand if you were a teenager. And that when that first moment of realizing my heart was trying to close off because of people being completely unreliable, like emotionally, not, not physically. Luckily for me, I wasn't too much into... Getting into the wrong crowd, so I was able to quickly learn what the wrong crowd was and to stay very far away from them as well as not cast a stone. That was my one moment of shame. So anybody who does know that we don't cast stones because none of us are perfect, we're all imperfect, but some of us do care about our physical, emotional, and mental well-being because it's called being a common sense human being to the love cycle people. It's like, why would I crap on myself or on you? You obviously don't care about me, and it's okay. You don't have to. We don't have to be friends. It's a very straightforward equation, relationships. They're a bonus to life. Now, this is what a love cycle person will note. And so, again, we choose not to hang out with crowds that are unsafe. We also acknowledge we will not shame, blame, fault, or revenge because they're making conscious choices, and apparently they all seem to also be in drama land complaining about it. Go figure. I read a couple of psychology books. I was like, oh, suffering. Oh, I see. Hey, God, by the way, evil doesn't exist because all these people, they're in suffering. What's up? What's up with your people talking about Jesus and they apparently don't know how to forgive because if they did, they'd stop thinking they were you, which they're not, and apparently they don't even know that. Not really clear on how you chose to give them guidance. They seem confused. No, I didn't actually say that one. I knew very well the guidance God gave everyone. It's consciousness and it's called intelligence. But it means you need to actually calm your brainstem down first and get out of the reptilian nervous system, fight, flight, fright, or freeze. It doesn't really necessarily make a difference because you're in yellow and red. You're already dumbed down, period. You may be presenting as a threat because you don't have... Here's the threat, quote-unquote. Any person who's a roaring true lion will see your pattern. We need time. Once the time is up, ah, now I see who you are. You're that state of consciousness. Cool, cool beans. We know how to handle you. But obviously, we do learn how you need time before you can actually see. the attached cry for help. No, that's pretty quick. Please appeasers. They're the ones who take a little bit longer. Collapse, submit. They allow themselves to basically, if I'm not even going to go there because 5D, we don't we don't use our time with the fiercely fearful. We like to fiercely love, so we just love. And those who are fiercely fearful and get into shame, blame, fault, or revenge patterns, we learn their pattern. We navigate their patterns, and we actually even like like fly. So the only people who actually come into our life that might be in an in-between pattern, they're either going to be in, and we're going to calibrate to a sweet spot, together because they see oh they are really loving oh okay they're compassionate beyond a reason there ain't no malicious intent here oh cool and they appreciate the connection that's because you know smart people appreciate smart people we don't like to actually be with those who are unconscious so when I'm saying this I'm saying people who are intellectually savvy they do enjoy to have conversations with people who think even if the emotion stuff is stupid They still prefer, wow, at least I can have a decent conversation with somebody instead of one that is equated to, what was it? My friend, one of my lovely friends was saying this to me, and I was trying to tell them, look, not all people are like this. Don't go thinking it, because otherwise you're going to live a a while because they're a younger person. And so I was trying to let them in on there's not only these types of individuals. There are people who actually care. And they actively show it to you by being participants in your life, actively in the conversations, but like adults, not like those 3D, forty individuals who they're fiercely fearful and their roars really, they get kind of like, oh my gosh, can you get out of my ear yet? Are you done being a teenager? Can you go with your group so you can go venting together and gossip and do all that quote unquote hilarious stuff, which is completely inactivity, by the way. And here's the part, in fact, as I was sharing with my friend, I said, look, what you're speaking of is great and dandy, but if a person is deaf and blind, there's only so many ways you can actually try to speak a little bit of sense to them, and really you're wasting your time, because at the end of the day, you want to come together with the people who proactively want to leave the world a better place. They're the people who talk with respect of our species and of tomorrow, because they actually want to save it versus sitting and crapping on tomorrow and watching the doomsday clock. So any relationship for a 5D person is going to be worthy always. Once we meet fiercely fearful, we try to ensure not to make them afraid. So we will, again, very easily, when they are blind and deaf and mute, pretty much, in fact, the only time they speak is when they want to share, like the two-year-old. So you just listen to them, They're happy because you gave them the time of day. You saw them. You actually care because that's genuine. So you've seen soothed. They got to share their moment of vulnerability because they're going to share a moment that they're upset at something that's going on. Again, fiercely fearful, avoid that fear. And then they mask it with the addictive behaviors of those movies that make it look like the adrenaline of a couple who's shooting up people like that's bullshit and fucking shitty as hell because that's not life and that's not a true power couple, by the way. And a power couple that's a true power couple won't even talk about themselves like that because they will be humored by the sentence in and of itself because they will be like, uh, we're each an individual, and this word power, mm, if there's anything a person who's powerful actually enjoys is the elixir of life, and that's running through your bones and your veins when you're in your ventral vagal state and only in your mind. Like, you can say, right now, I'm activating it as I speak to you. It's a very specific, beautiful feeling. Now, of course, here's where, if you got two people, well, it's definitely, but, it's only when two people maintain it for the Zen masters. So that means they need to be very much enamored with humanity. And uh, that's something we're still looking into, right? My lovely HP community. I know I have yet to find the consistent, wow, humanity is fucking awesome. Let's go explore some of these books over here. And then let's go have fun over there. And let's have a joy ride as we explore emotions and support people. And you know what happens when we actually have moments where we will have had experiences that are very impactful. So when that happens, the actual zen masters of zen masters especially in a couple situation, they will know how to bring in Krishna lila. They will explore the depths of the profound with curiosity fun and make some smart ass joke that will make you laugh because they'll know Because all Zen masters don't suffer. I forgot to mention that. We don't sit and ruminate in our temporal junction and crap on humanity or on something. Or, oh my God, you're upset now. This is the difference between people who are functional adults in the IHP community at least. We do tend to our emotions. We just don't stay in our two-year-old with them. We fiercely love our emotions. And we go through the process. Love cycle people, we feel very, very blessed. And it's beyond the word God, by the way. Like, actually, I feel blessed as a common sense human being. I, to this day, feel nowhere near anything except for a common sense human being. And when I get to talk to my rational, common sense human being friends, they remind me of how grounded and down to earth, in fact, they're the ones who are like, you're so rational. I'm surprised with the mystic stuff. It's like, well, see, let me try and explain it to you because you don't experience it. So I understand why you feel confused about this. And here's where the Zen masters of Zen mastery. So let's talk about these types of relationships for my 5D mystics. When people know about our experiences, because they too, either they have the experiences or they simply put know them. Well, guess what? Again, adrenaline man, it's down a shoot hole of minus 100 because it's in the thing of hell. It's in the vibration of the visceral. There ain't, no, there ain't no ventral vagal state when people are in adrenaline. I don't remember the exact equation of how the brain works, but it's not what the people who achieve their actual experiences of samadhi, the oneness, and that satori or whatever. So when you're purusha, prakriti, your entire life, this is why we don't really understand when somebody who's in a 4D plane says, you can't know it until you feel it. And then as you move forward, it's like, you won't know it. In, okay, so the enlightenment part, <clears throat> that's straightforward action. When Sadhguru says, you won't ask if you are in the enlightenment soul age group. He doesn't use the word soul age group, but he specifies, you won't ask the question, you'll know it. And as a person who has personally participated, because when your third eye is active, you participate to yourself and your transformation. Again, with the love cycle, very clear, we're always expanding. Shame cycle, they achieve visibility finally at some point of their defectiveness, heartbreak, and they say, "Wow, well, what the fuck? I'm going to throw you out the uh, asshole right now, and I'm going to go claim life. And you know why they do this, though. Here's the deal with the shame cycle, defectiveness. They can't experience true love until they actually, their body has to experience it. Because again, your, your sensations, your implicit memory, it rules. Now, your implicit memory, as all the attachment individual researchers have said, your attachment system, every one of ours, knows its original experience expecting. So it will know of the, I want to be seen and soothed and safe and secure expectations. The restorative embodied self of you also knows its original self, which is everything is okay. So this feeling of oneness That has been described in this case by somatic experts is the body of a person who understands this feeling and they will have to have been exposed to it. So they will have to have come into contact in one way, shape, or form with their personal, either with a human being or with a situation, your personal heart, mind, coherent body state of oneness. And this is the most magical, but it isn't about adrenaline. So it doesn't have to do with sex. In fact, sex is not even nearly anything to do with what I'm talking about. This is the great illusion that people have. And that's because they don't know the difference. When you do know the difference of pure unconscious consciousness, excuse me, and that's pure love. Is undistinguishable, meaning it's not going to have any adrenaline. In fact, the people who want the adrenaline rush, their maladaptive response is due to unresolved trauma. Their nervous system is used to being in a fight-flight-freeze or fight-flight-fright. They're used to being in a state of hyper and then hypo, of sympathetic and dorsal vagal. So they have up and down, up and down. When they get to feel pure love, they're going to be, they're going to be masked. They're going to be in blinders, and that's for a lot of reasons, and they are still all over the place, so I'm not going to spend any time on the individuals who choose to stay blind blinds. Because our 88 portal is here and it is time for you to understand instead what it is like to be in your Zen master relationships of the future, of now. First of all, it's obviously, again, with yourself. You don't need people in your life. They're a bonus to your life. That's because you don't have shame of being yourself. Your actual blood and bones and your body, your sense of self, is immediately, if you just sit here, if you're capable of doing this, to bring heaven in your body now. To bring, not adrenaline, that sense of ease, a sense of comfort. And you know what? If you don't know this, if you're a new listener, I ask you to put your hand underneath your armpit. One. And then the other one, cross it over to your other, your shoulder. Not your shoulder, your arm. And I'm going to ask you to just Notice, obviously, if it's comfortable, if it's not, please disengage. It means that you would want to check in with more information or reach out about the psychoeducation components because unresolved, <clears throat> unresolved trauma makes it uh, challenging for people to welcome a E state I've seen people shake their head no when I've talked to them about uh, actual techniques that could help them to get out of fight response from their body and their body shakes and says no 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 so you know I knew at that point and anytime I see somebody say, doing that I'm like no I'm just having a conversation no, you know don't so if you feel uncomfortable please don't and just know that's an indication of your window of tolerance and meaning you're getting upset about something your body is giving you that cue it's not a bad or good thing it doesn't need to be exaggerated It's something that I'm allowing anyone who's new to know. It's an indication of an uncomfortableness of something that's going to come up in an emotional space. So you just want to make sure you can understand, okay, if I was in a household, for example, that was abusive or neglectful, my body doesn't know its ventral vagal state. So people don't learn how to self-regulate in ventral vagal if they did not have a regulated nervous system household. And if you have a parent who has unresolved trauma, their dysregulation is going to be passed down. And that's the transgenerational stuff. It doesn't mean you can't work to get out of it. You can't. This is called getting familiar, as Basil Van Der Kolk states, with your sensations of the body. That's what I said. If you felt uncomfortable doing this, ha- this, this gesture, this hugging yourself, means it's uncomfortable. That's all. So there's unresolved and really it's probably something's taken place that you would be aware of that makes you feel that love is unsafe or that it's just not real. Okay, so if instead you can handle it and you're okay with it, you can test it out and see what emotions arise. You sit with the emotions. You don't judge them. So if sadness, let's say you get teary eyed. Or you just say, wow, this really is nice, but it really sucks at the same time because I'm being reminded of that one time that this was happening and then I'm reminded of the events of situation that instead brought me to see... So let's say you had a person, right? Important person in your life. You felt safe with them. And when you're hugging yourself like this, it reminds you of the person. And then it reminds you of, obviously, if you're not with them, right? Something went down. So it doesn't mean you don't like them. It just means you remember we parted away, and I still have sadness about it. That's all. So, a lot lot of grown-ups can do this no matter what the age is, because that's exactly, again, what grown-ups can do. Children, no, they get vengeful, spiteful, and become uh, little assholes, and that's with each other, because the ones of us who can see, they're not assholes, they're fiercely fearful. So, again, uh, it ain't fun in any way, shape, or form. It ain't boring, it's more of the word, oh, okay, they're all like that. So pretty much when Zen masters encounter any person, we tap into each other from the pureness. That's because the first meetings with people will be in the absence of fear um, because you're not committed to anything. And the minute that there are signs of consistent commitment to a relationship is where the fiercely fearful lo and behold ah, their roar comes out but it ain't a roar of love and it's not one of any type of spice so this idea of spice is only for those who are hooked on adrenaline and they don't realize it's not even remotely close to what I was trying to describe <clears throat> and so on that note um, people who are not blind lions right now They will have been presented, as I was trying to describe, with the ability to know something very specific. That when I'm going to read to you one of our lovely oracle cards, this is one from the spirit animal. It is the snake spirit, and it is time to heal. So you all will have actually completed, at this point of the reading, meaning of this channeled guidance on the 1st, I think of August, this goes out, you will have awareness of this. And it isn't time to, you've shed the skin. You've made the choice. You've seen the light. You've chosen the roar, for those of you who are Zen masters. And for those who are not, I will get to that in a minute, and this is not a competition, please. This is an actual, any person who has... still emotions that you have not processed. I need you to pause for a minute. And I'm serious. The time to shine can only happen if you have a real talk with yourself, which is not something that I saw online. I love the person. I love the channel. I love all my holistic people. I do. I do. But when they take it upon themselves to create certain types of aspects that are 4D, I have to call it out. It's, me as a 5D channeler and mystic and enlightenment soul age group person who cares about you achieving your infinite higher human consciousness potential experience now in this lifetime not next one this one because the next one you won't remember and you might not even choose to come back for real because there's no spirituality soul age group next lifetimes or future okay so People deny this. They don't like to hear when I say it. And they're like, you don't know everything. No, I don't. But I do know that science, uh, yogic science. So I am common sense human being. I don't need to know it because of seeing anything. I am mathematically equating. They will find out the Big Bang, how it began. And by that point, all of energy will be explained. The fact that people need to only have spirituality to believe in energy seems ridiculous, in my opinion, as a 5D mystic. Again, I have a relationship. It's called energy right here. field. It's near me. It's you, it's I, it's everything. So straightforward as it gets. Okay, so this person, I'm going to read without saying who it is, but this is not mine. They're saying, I spent many years working with my subconscious uh, through various techniques, uh, shifted many programs, and they remained unchanged, some of them. Years of effort and awareness. So this is a person who considers themselves a program, not a human being who has mm, unresolved trauma. You know where trauma gets stored. Thank you, Peter Levine. Trauma gets stored in your tissues, in your bones, in your muscles. Thank you also, Basil van der Kolk. And again, your brain has made up predictions of those implicit memory stuff, stories. So you getting tired of this, for example, which is what this statement immediately makes me aware of. Oh, they were tired having to work with it. Effort and awareness. You obviously didn't have fun with your own body and mind. Kṛṣṇa līla, anyone? And so here's a shame cycle for you. The minute that you don't have fun spending time with your embodied brain and nervous system means you're uncomfortable with yourself. And that is an indication of, in fact, an insecure attachment. Or definitely charge states that are not being tended to by the higher self, the third eye, the adult person who says, wow, I'm feeling uncomfortable. And the mind is not saying, you know what, let me do inner growth. No, the mind is like, oh my God, this is so much effort. Ah." How much time do I have to spend here thinking about? So there you go. You're being an asshole to yourself because you don't understand what it means to have compassion in your brain. And it's very straightforward. But some, they need the monkey, doll, butterfly. They need all these ways of the yoga to explain it to you. And you still don't know how to do it because here's people who are holistic. They know about yoga and they know about the, oh, let me silent the brain in meditation and shut up right now. That does shit when you're thinking is when you need to say, oh, wait a minute. I have actually a way that I'm thinking that isn't really compassionate right now. Maybe I should work on that language. So smart people, even in mystic land, we're like, yeah, uh, and exactly love cycle people. We're smart people. We just don't go around saying, let me tell you how smart I am because we don't need to prove it. That's the point. We actually know it. And we're like, fiercely fearful. No, no. Thank you. Bye. We're gone. So. This is where this person writes their lessons, opportunities, growth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So they have a chat with spirit. Their chat with spirit is, this is simply unfair and a waste of energy. There's our adaptive child. There's our adaptive child teenagers. It's unfair. I don't want to spend time here. I'm wasting my precious time. So only a teenager tone, which I will have recognized when I was a teenager. And the minute I said it, wait a minute. No. So, you know why? No. Wow. Look, after the three year relationship with this lovely boyfriend, I learned everything I needed to learn. And my friends, they taught me every single thing. When I grew up, you know what I look back to? Wow. Oh my gosh. This is really awesome. I already know all this shit. Having fun? Yes, I am actually. So, we enlighten. In fact, we don't need. Twin flames, to enlighten. FYI. This is why when people are like, oh, your twin flame enlightens you, awakens you. What? I was awakened before any of them uh, came to be known as twin flames. And you better bet that mm, fiercely fearful, they teach us something we already learned. Again, as a teenager, I saw fiercely fearful. I thought it was teenagers. Then I grew up and said, oh, wait a minute. Unresolved trauma. Man, people really need to understand what the third eye is. So when people understand it, they're not going to be blind lions. They're going to wake up lion. Oh, shit. Let me see. I've been talking shit to myself my entire life. I think that's kind of silly. Self-sabotage you? Oh, no, wait. I'm not self-sabotaging. It means I'm afraid to love. Oh, okay. So I'm not actually sabotaging. No, I'm trying to keep myself safe. Why? Mm, let me think. Love. Mm. Oh, that's right. Open heart. Uh oh, I don't really want to love. That I don't really not want to love. Mm, I have to make a choice. Mm, let me think. Shall I hide away in the castle or not? So here's the real deal. You either choose to love and have an open heart or you don't. This is the part that makes very much interest to person who's a lion who roars. is when people who think they roar make it very clear through conversations that they've locked up their heart. And through millions of different... You know the word that comes out of their mouth? I'm bad. I'm a bad human being because I don't want to be vulnerable. And anytime these lovely people have used that word or I'm a badass. Oh yeah, I love when they say that one. And then they're scurrying, running the fuck away like Superman isn't even as fast as light. Uh, No badass runs away from love. Mm, That's not a badass. But they believe in evil so that they can keep their story going because again, If you don't actually address the heart of the matter, heartbreak, and that's the one-year-old. And so I am being very serious. This is why Zen masters as teenagers do not spend one ounce of their time with any other person because they're all the same. They're all afraid. They all don't hold their values. They all apparently don't know how to hold their heart body, and they all have an excuse from their mind and mouth and heart. And so once you've heard enough of the stories, they kind of become like a little merry-go-round that's annoying. So you're like, you know, I think I'm going to spend time doing stuff and growing my brain and actually growing the things I'm passionate about because I'm pretty reliable with myself. And that's where you keep having fun. And so, yeah, here's where our lovely Oversoul, for those of us in 5D, when they come around, we're like, wow, this is awesome because we don't have to waste time We have a special connection, and we expand on it. And then we know of the fiercely fearful, and we know of patterns. It's not actually, oh, my gosh, it's so unfair. I'm wasting my energy with this person. That's not how we do things. We are true people who truly love. We're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, it just got challenging. Let me run away from you right now or make a big deal about it. We learn how to love even more. In fact, we're like, hey, Let's spice it up. What's going on here? Let's talk about stuff. Let's uh, get to it. But, you know, here's the part about fiercely fearful. Mm, the ones who have the blinders on and they don't actually acknowledge anything and they don't acknowledge their own upset. And then they start putting into the mix, oh, humanity's crappy. Or they, the, all of their adaptive child of why it's unfair and what you're saying, you know, it's very interesting When people put people on pedestals and information on pedestals. So you're having a conversation and trying to expand someone and they're shoving themselves down and or bringing into the mix pieces of information. This is where adaptive children don't actually look to expand. They're not expanding. They're trying to save themselves and protect themselves and stay in the very same mindset they're in. This is the part because they've decided they know everything like teenagers do. So let me finish reading this thing that this person, so the whole unfair waste of energy is teenage talk and it's a 4D, 3D or just a limited consciousness person who doesn't recognize those words. You've just said something that instead of saying it, you're like, wait a minute, why am I using the word unfair? Mm. Why am I using the word waste of energy? Ah, that's right. I don't like this shit right now. Hmm huh, let's see, family, which is the cosmos in and of itself, life as well, training ground, no, for love cycle, it's a playground, but yes, for shame cycle, it's a training ground, and this person is not seeing their training, because they wrote it out instead of contemplating it before they did what they did, and so they're, but they're serving a purpose, the other adaptive children, of course, and 4D land specifically, so, Here's where that moment of contemplation for a person who has the inner growth mindset, they have mindsight, mindfulness, so they're in a relationship with their third eye, their body, all of it, would say, because I've had moments where I'm like, this is unfair, Uh, this is a waste of time, and I'm like, wait a minute, Mm, well, it's because you're upset right now that you're saying this, how about we look into it? Or somebody's pointed it out to me, no, you're just upset right now, Mm, you're right, I am upset. Grown-ups know how to say, you know what, you're right, let me work with that. So this person says, they talked to spirit and said, this is simply unfair and a waste of energy when we have so much beautiful light to create here. Having to continuously focus on shifting the same program slash energy takes us away from creating anew. So they don't actually have the connectedness to Purusha Prakriti because if they did, they'd know they've never been disconnected from anything. Their transition to a new energy involves them moving out of this right now. They didn't. What they did was this. But their creation is going to help those who stay here. So this is why we all match someone. And 5D energy matches 5D people, which is why I'm always super amazed at my lovely HP community. Because I know the only ones who stay around, they're here. They're like, you know what? Let me raise my hand over here. So here's where she says, the message I received is God. Now now she's the word God, so she capitalizes Spirit and God. This is very indicative. It's not about the entities. We love the entities, but 5D plane has moved beyond the entities. Again, it's the cosmos, it's energy, your energies, it's consciousness in the brain of a human being. It's coming out of my mouth right now, and it's food for thought, channeled guidance, not facts at all. We don't do that. It's pseudoscience. Remember, let's remember, The message I received is God, our, in quotes, I am, close quotes, presence is far more powerful than any human subconscious. I then got the downloads for this session. And so uh, this bypasses, she says, the human mechanisms and goes straight into the cellular memory that was activated due to experiences and matrix conditioning that created subconscious limitations. Okay, you have a life. It's called you when you were an infant you have a family and you have a lot of beautiful things that are tangible and that if you get to participate you get to tap into your infinite higher human consciousness potential experience so you bring in the spiritual and spirituality but you don't forget that you're a person and it's a lot more amazing on this end of the spectrum let me share because what this person just said makes me think of the conspiracies that people think of the matrix conditioning and the TV conditioning you and does not give you ownership of you can turn off the TV, you can choose what to read, like with the algorithm, you can go and say, I don't want to see this, okay, so this matrix conditioning makes you seem powerless, makes me feel that you don't feel you have power of your life. I'm going to go and say you don't remember that the shame cycle is because people feel powerless, because they are in an unsafe environment. And so as long as your body's unsafe and your mind's unsafe because you don't have the power to do anything, you're going to stay blinded in my land with power and control because you didn't actually realize. I just used a word that makes me subject to something else versus "Mm, it's human mechanism. It's not a human mechanism. I actually am a human. I have a life. Oh, and wait a minute. These experiences are not conditioning subconscious that don't have any implicit memory. And then the part that tissues store your trauma, that we're emotions, that's insane. I'm going to stop right now because I know I'm getting very humorous, but this is what I'm saying. So this meditation alert is cellular memory clearing session to free subconscious limitations. You are also criticizing your subconscious, which has a purpose in your body because when you're not able to process trauma... In that moment, there's a reason for it. So, lo and behold, again, these individuals who are limited consciousness bring down, can you notice the difference within the energy spectrum? Because I can't. And it is one where it's like, okay, wow, well, they still have very many places to go. So, while that is a definite positive input for people, the wording and everything of it makes people remain within a spiritual bypass. She teased about that too. So, it's not about competition, this is about common sense. As I was describing, you have a human story and it's called your story as the name you want. And it's called that you can take ownership of your actual karma because karma are the actions when you take, but also your family of origin, your first years of life are very important and there are a portion of them that are only in charge states and they come up from that brainstem and da-da-da-da-da-da. People who are hooked on adrenaline, they don't know what it's like to be in true love until they meet it. When they meet it, they're not going to think of it as anything except for adrenaline. And it's too bad because they're blind lions who don't even know what a lion means because they're going to fiercely fear, make up some bullshit excuse, I'm a badass who's an asshole who just sleeps around all the time. There you go. That's <laughs> it's actually hilarious when I, I've met people, <laughs> I'm thinking of one person, way back when. And this was when I actually had a very unique way of being able to cherish the persona's personality, which I still cherish to this day, beautiful person. I don't cherish being concerned with their well-being. I don't. I actually, with intent, when that crosses my mind, support through the universal love consciousness energy, even though I know that it does not matter. Because as long as they're avoiding to address their moments of extreme need and they are used to simply shoving it down and suppressing it, there is no energy that I can ever do that will allow those blinders to come off. And when around them the story they've been told is what they actually have become and that's the persona they've chosen to take on. They're not a blind anything to a person who loves them. They're a person who is in an unfortunate, chosen persona, which is the only thing that keeps them alive at this point, which is sad. So we don't turn away from our fiercely fearful. We look at them with loving eyes when we can, and here, when they know what we're looking and why, and they say, please don't look at me like that, but they say it in a way of knowing that you care, and you respond, I'm not looking at you like that, I'm just looking, and then there's, I know you care about me, I'm good, it's like, yeah, okay, well, whatever, so people who actually are smart, And they don't want to budge from the persona, from their addictive behaviors because those maladaptive slash safety behavior responses, they just choose to to tell themselves it's too unbearable instead of going to seek out the good psychoeducators. They literally don't choose their self. And that's people who choose to commit themselves to what is hell in their body. And then the rest is, does, doesn't matter because we don't know. They don't heal, and they actually surround themselves with a bunch of other people who also don't heal, and they do the little not healing dance, and let's just say it's human beings, and that's it. Adults do not seek to shame these individuals. We are Zen masters. We seek to try In whatever means possible to be a lifeline for if they ever awaken to the ability to choose to heal themselves. And that means to go to good therapists or at least begin some type of AA, whatever meetings for drug addicts and all that other stuff. So uh, it's a very serious deal for the 5D mystic, which is why when 4D people come up with stuff like the matrix conditioning, you are, yes, supporting people, but you're also not. Because you're disengaging from real talk. Trauma memory has a whole field that looks into it. You're not a person who is that expert. So allow yourself to use a variety of words and not the story of this matrix and conditioning or the subconscious being limiting. It's part of your human experience, which means it's part of you, which means you take ownership. Learn to use functional adult love language. So we don't bullshit the lions that actually roar, which is why when we know we are only going to make a person feel more shitty if we ever saw them again, we will try our best not to see them. And like I'm thinking of a person right now, I love them. I love them. I do not want to see them. I do not want to see them because I don't know how to lie to my loved ones at all. I don't. I won't. That's because it would be a offense to the friendship and it would be an offense to life so uh, we won't allow ourselves to be around them if we can not because they're not welcome it's because we don't want to speak a truth to a face and ears that yes beneath the surface they won't hear you but they will hear you and they're already struggling with whatever they are and uh, that's where we hope that they find the right people to actually heal them and not the middle ground that doesn't do anything So the message of this lovely snake spirit um all of us can use healing at times and not some of us we don't consider our emotions of need to heal because we tend to them with love but some do so here's where the snake spirit appears it's time to repair renew replenish yourself and your vulnerable heart self-care and maintenance work are needed so that your vitality can arise give yourself space to nourish your own well-being Okay, all these words are adaptive child words right now, but just listen to the part about self-care, maintenance, and it's not maintenance as much as it's you knowing the middle ground. Vulnerability is necessary. Yeah, well, It's not necessary. It is an equation of friendship. If you can't be vulnerable, you're not in your Zen Mastery. So vulnerability is what is partnership and what is friendship. And so it means to have those tender emotions, to be gentle with each other, and to allow the past to shed and here's where you carry it and you share it with those people. So this is the part of you sharing the shame story for those who come out of shame. The ones who have a love story, we share a love story. And then we all have a new love story that we begin and embark on together as our lions who roar. So it's a, a time to honor, blah, 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 celebrate the message of protection. No matter how much uh, you may have felt that you lost or that you will have been disappointed, this is where the snake spirit asks you to allow the past to be shed and for self-acceptance to take place, of course, forgiving oneself and others. And this is where it's not about moving on as much as it is about acknowledging we learn. So again, the part about the dislikes is what will always be aware to the pure consciousness, purusha prakriti. So when we are facing it... Five mystics in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. We don't run away. We know what we're facing, and that's why any one of those important moments is something that we will walk with and not struggle and think of it as, "Oh my God, I have to go through this again," or "Go through this." No, and it's not even again because you don't repeat the same things. So uh, here's where the spirit talks about you. Be, nobody's weak. Uh, you become basically emotionally uh, adapt to tending to emotions when you move through the challenging circumstances with your own safe haven you unconsciously love yourself with flaws and imperfections and your secure base you choose to follow your desires or paths what you are enamored with in life and you don't actually need to be reminded that hearts can be easily wounded because it's not true we're hearts that feel emotions of course We want to have apologies and amends with each other because we love to forgive, meaning the past is the past. We do the whole fuck you, fuck you, and we hug it out, okay? And so the role in what has happened between any of your relationships, any people who will have been wounded or you, vice versa, it is the opportunity to grow to the best version of yourself when you are truly person who loves because you don't shame blame fault or revenge each other and you don't shame blame fault or revenge life you don't turn it into i'm a self-sabotage person who always does this i'm a badass person i'm a bad person i'm evil Uh, whatever you actually know like i said to experience what true love is it means pure consciousness which means a person who is safe haven or secure base and or both excuse me so they uplift you in your downtimes, not shove you down. They also spell it out to you and not sugarcoating it, but not shaming you, not blaming and not faulting. So they don't tell you you're a problem. They won't use those words on purpose. The only people who still use those words are those who are either disciples or non-disciples and or the compulsive thief because they're still limiting consciousness of themselves because they have not taken ownership of I'm a person. I'm not a problem. I'm a person. I'm not uh, evil. I'm a person. I will have had an experience called life, which is why the psychoeducation is more important than the stories. The data tells you the truth. The story allows you to understand it. The people who think you need stories, they're still looking to project the image they want to see because they're ignoring the emotions of powerlessness. And that's because they don't have the awareness of their inner body. And that's where insecure attachment styles are. They don't know how to nurture their inner selves. They don't know how to choose relationships that actually say you are unconditionally loved. You should follow everything you want freely, I might add. Not with any string, no, because we don't need strings. We don't need attachment because we love each other. We don't need to say we'll be in each other's lives forever because we will be. And with that, if a question arises about it, the people that actually want to be in your life forever, they don't leave. They make it their mission to ensure you know they're there consistently. Now, Zen masters, we'll end with that because these are the relationships. People who fiercely love don't run away from love. They run towards it. And they actually cling on to it. So the lions who right now got to open up their eyes, they ain't running away from shit. They have awakened what they know to be true. So if there's a person, they're running towards the person. If it's a situation, they're running towards the situation. And they're not uh, dumb, meaning they're not doing this from the adrenaline rush. They're doing it from a place of pure consciousness where they have... Put on a scale, here's my six of coins. I see a person who's uplifting me and uplifts me or a situation that gives me fuel by myself without. It actually always has my heart singing. Like always, I'm always happy when this is happening. It's very clear as day, this leads me to freaking heart body, man, and it has my values, has my mind, has my energy, has my body, meaning we match. We match, and that's where only the vibration of uncontrolled love, not the, oh, humanity sucks. The minute that they're throwing somebody under the bus, their vibration moves to any person, just FYI, because you've just said that your own species sucks. So you're like now in that, oh, Versus, I'm upset at something, let me handle it like a grown-up. So, putting that again to the side. The people who are Zen master material, they will be here seeing very clearly, I am worthy of everything and I can see this person over here, they are worthy for me or this situation because it uplifts me. And it isn't an illusion, it isn't an imagination. It's a true deal thing, because I know it in my gut, I know it in my heart, and I can see it and think it in my mind, and I there you can tangibly, obviously, there's active stuff that you know of, too. And so, it's like the chariot. The chariot is on, and there's then the strength and the hermit, but there ain't no hermit closing themselves off from life. So, Zen masters, we don't withdraw, mm-mm-mm. We are there and moving forward, so we pick the path of fiercely loving, which means fiercely vulnerable, and that's why you're not healing anymore. You have shed the past, and you have seen the wisdom, and you have known the way to the true of anything is only uplifting, because there is the land of equanimity which utilizes a specific energy of life in the land of neutral not in I don't care it's in the land of I am participating and when people doubt your participation you're actually also able to reassure I'm here I'm not going anywhere I'm present it's uh it's that this is how I'm participating because I don't have anything else to add for example so we reassure each other of the consistency life manifestation activity that we want to be in together and i'm trying to think because there's another channel guidance message that was uh, the wheel of fortune so you actually do recognize that your emotions are for you to tend to they have everything to do with your childhood your teenage years all of that you're able to want to fiercely love with those people so the people who are grown-ups and are in the enlightenment so age group they have a constant high with each other because they tickle the mind, they tickle the heart, they tickle the body, if it's a relationship, and this is not two people who are needing to parent each other. It's two people who are bluntly, straightforwardly honest, and they know how to have a good debate, discussion, and to agree that some things of whatever it is they will like, some things they won't, but they'll accept because that's exactly what grown-ups do, we don't, uh, Engage in any type of limitedness. For example, the polysecure aspect. People who are mystics and intuitives. We have more than one connection that is special to us. We will not discard our connections. And this is not because they are karmics or twin flames or soulmates. On that note, in fact, I saw this thing. I was like, yeah, okay. So here, this person who's another 4D. Your soulmate brings peace. The wrong ones bring chaos. Your twin flame brings enlightenment. Your karmic brings doubt. If it doesn't make you happy, it is not for you. These are associating labels and identities to bullshit. This is bullshit. Meaning, a soulmate, you recognize it from an energetic imprint. You will share aspects of your life and where you want to go and whatnot. The chaos is the part of... um, What can arise that you can look at and bring peace to? These are those aspects from your household. These are those aspects of self-empowerment. The twin flame, it's a very different thing. It's that you will acknowledge the connection and you will be moved to become more of the person, the, the best of you, the best of you. So heart, body, holding values, Mindset that is inner inner growth, unconsciously loving person. Okay, so this is towards humanity and all because I'm talking to 5Ds and master potential people, not the other ones. The karmic doesn't bring you doubt of yourself. But if there is doubt, we can equate it to the chaos one because karma means your own actions. Karma means your own stuff from your family of origin and you bringing it up. So the doubt is the opportunity for you to address situations as an adult with human beings. And it isn't about what doesn't make you happy is not for you. Oh, let us, you know, kick everybody to the curb. That doesn't make me happy because I said so. That's an adaptive child again. And as Michael Yapko says, one of the psychoeducators, people have gotten into this idea that everyone's toxic. The minute that you cannot agree to disagree, And it's because of the lack of creativity that people have on trying to actually mm, use what is more of an adult tone and figure things out. How to effectively respond is how he puts it. Again, the Zen masters, this is why. If we see fiercely fearful, we will try to find the wiggle room to recalibrate it so that all people are enjoying those relationships. So we will be people who will still hold on to the hands of the ones we love, our twin flames, soulmates, all of them, because we're not going to leave you because you're afraid. We're going to say, okay, let's see how we can meet each other in the middle. And so that's why we can always repair. And that's because we're not trying to actually sever. We're oneness consciousness. Now, for the highlight of right now, again, the Zen masters of you... You maintain a high on life. And the only people who will gravitate that are actual partnership material are Zen masters. Which means they are always in love with their 24 hours. And as I was saying, when things are going a bit here or there, they have a way with Krishna lila. They bring joy to the situation. Uh, they tend to care for how you're doing. They tend to check up on each other people who want to grow together they love having fun always and here's where they support people as well they support because that's exactly what a zen master will care about is how do we allow ourselves to make the world a better place for all the generations because we want to see our lovely planet move forward and each person has obviously their own interests and their own uh, specializations for those who are, are entrepreneurs. So you're not the power couple who does the same exact thing. That's a meshment for what we see. And it's a type of relationship that is only for those who want that. So that's another soul age group, by the way. And uh, for those of us in the enlightenment soul age group, we don't know that. Again, we are differentiated selves, so safe haven, secure basis for each other, secure connections, everybody chooses what they want to bring forth, and that's what we build. Always fiercely loving and letting the fiercely fearful fear, feel safe in whatever ways we can recalibrate, and that way they can keep growing, we all grow, we all bring each other that lovely opportunity to love unconditionally again, so be loving, be kind, we'll be back again with more, have a great day.